host, Herb Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho. Josh, how were those club seats? I mean, the buffet was better than the game, and even then, that's not saying too much. So, the cookies were good, though, I will say. That's probably the highlight of the evening. Mm. What kind of cookies? Um, Some kind of lemon, white chocolate lemon, and then chocolate chip, so it's hard to go wrong. Mm. With those, with the chocolate chip, at least. Well, I mean, at least there's some sort of silver lining for you. Um, LAFC lose two to one against uh, against Austin FC, and it's not it's not like a it's not one of those losses where you're like, oh, okay, good, good, good. Like, there's still good things. Sure, they possess. Sure, they create a handful of chances, but. Um, to me, they looked like they were completely incapable of handling Austin FC's press all that well. Um, several players were kind of exposed by by that press, which is good. Like it's it's really well coordinated. Um, it's you know a coordinated press is a is a tough challenge for anybody, and it was certainly a challenge for LAFC last night. Yeah, I mean the when you yeah, I was at the game, so we were um, you know, had a pretty good view of how things were going and I think the one thing to to note was that the the midfield was non existent in yeah. this game. Mm-hmm. Um and and part of it was just the way that, that Austin was playing. Right. They Austin was setting up in more of a four two three one. Um, then a four thirty three, and they basically had Diego Fugundes sitting on top of Ilié, um, and also the striker kind of dropping in as well. So you yeah. kind of had, you know, like I said, both. So they have both both center backs covered. They have the striker kind of in between, and then just you know forcing LAFC to play differently. And again, we've we've talked about this at length in the past, where neither Sifu nor Blessing do do a very good job of, of assisting in that buildup um, and b- making themselves available. And so you you really just had a one-dimensional approach to the buildup, right? Which was basically find, you know, try to hit long, like cut long balls over the top to Apoku or Carlos Vela and then let them do the thing. But the midfield was basically completely bypassed, um, you know, due to the Austin's numbers in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they like you said. I, I think it's a good point to that the four two three one is you know they're playing the opposite shape of our midfield, right? So everybody in the midfield is man marked. It takes them. Uh, it would take LAFC's midfielders uh, to put in a lot more effort for them to to be open. And as you and I have talked about almost too frequently at this point, when you have blessing and seafood, that's just not going to happen. Um, they are both great at different things and that midfield, if you're going to press an opponent is extremely difficult to play against, but when it comes to possessing the ball or playing through a press, um, they're not going to rotate. They're not going to make those little runs interior to the midfield, uh, that are going to open up passing lanes and angles for, for the back line, especially, um, to me, well, and to be fair, right, they did, they did actually create a few chances in that first half, 
full well knowing that they weren't going to build up right by launching long walls and then counter pressing immediately right mm-hmm. and that's where you see a few of the opportunities come um i believe it was like a poku had a nice run in on goal um yeah i think musovski had another one as well cutting inside off the counter press and so again i think i f- i do feel that Tornillo, you know, even though, like I said, it, it felt like an, a game where he didn't quite push the right buttons, it did feel like he understood what he had with, you know, what he was working with, right? Because you didn't really see them attempt to build up all that much, right? I think I think it was a little bit opposite from from when Bob would be there and could would kind of force the issue in terms of expecting them to play the same way, regardless of his personnel. Versus, I think Trinno realized the way that Austin was setting up, he was going to have to look at a different tactic. And that's when you see, right, Acosta and Palacios be kind of the ball progressors. And then you basically using Blessing and Sifu to counterpress immediately off of that. But yeah, I, again, I, your attack just becomes very vertical and less, you know, and a little bit more predictable. And this is something similar to what we saw a lot of, a lot of times last year. Yeah. And, Theoretically, I'm fine. I'm like if that's if that's what you're going to come out and do, I, I'm good with that. But I don't like the problem. The problem with Sifu and Blessing is they're going to give you that in the in the counter press, like you said. They can win those second balls, but then it's a matter of finding the right guy at the right moment. And who is that? Is it Musovski? Like Musovski was pulled at the half yesterday. Uh, and you and I have been very critical of him. I think he's done a great job for what he is, which is a third-choice striker in MLS. Um, but he he especially showed that he is not press-resistant press at all and was not up to the task of holding up play when, when the ball found his feet or getting in behind and, and really beating them. Um, and then I, I, Chicho still seems to be finding his way again this season. Um, or or we're having a hard time finding him in the right spots. Vela. Uh, I don't know, Josh. What what do you make of what do you make of Carlos of Carlos Vela right now? I mean, apparently he's not signed to an extension, which we thought was the, uh, you know done a month ago. Yeah. Right. I think that's yeah. kind of the news that came out today from Tom Bogart is that, yeah, what, what we thought was done, you know, and, and seems to have still been, a, still seems to have been agreed upon. Hasn't quite put pen to paper yet physically, which is really yeah. interesting. So I don't know if it's a matter of, you know, he's still trying to push for just a little bit more money or whatever it may be, you know, um, which again, LAFC should have because they're not really spending a ton when you look at the overall payrolls in Major League Soccer. Um, mm-hmm. Can't believe Jordan Shakiri is making ten like that much money. <laughs> yeah. Um, come to things like, I feel like Chicago's GM basically just looked at his uh, resume and was like, "Oh, he's won that many Champions League. Let's pay him, make him the most highest paid player in the league." And that was kind of the discussion there because what you actually get versus what his resume says is a little less than, um, you know, what he brings to the table. So, um, you know, back to Carlos Vela, obviously he, I think there were more flashes than we've seen in the last few games, right? But most of them came 
when Rodriguez came into the game. Um, because again, he he went when he's playing, especially with a line of Musovsky and Apoku, he looks and then also having Sifu and Blessing behind him, the way the runs that he makes, he basically looks like he just doesn't trust anyone to actually get him the ball. Which yeah. g- given who you have on the field, it's probably for a good reason, right? Although I will say when either Ilya or Acosta had the ball, he would make the run, right? There is an expectation, and there was a couple times where I think Acosta had made um, an underlapping run and hit a ball, and then Acosta played a ball to Vela, which in I think... Between, had, in, in between the, the left back and the uh, and the center back. And yeah, Vela, and Vela kind of Vela just... Fr- see it. Yeah, and then and afterwards immediately goes to Acosta and says, hey, my bad, yeah, right? And you don't yeah. really see him do that with very many other players. Like when, you know, and you could mm-hmm. tell, see him visibly frustrated whenever Opoku would get on the ball because Opoku kind of just puts his head down and charges forward um, yeah. and doesn't have much vision as it pertains to passing in, in the as he gets into the final third. And, again, yeah, Musovsky may have the vision. He just doesn't have the physical attributes to make a difference in the final mm-hmm. third um, in the way that we, we would like him to. And so again, I, I still feel like he's a bit hamstrung due to the personnel he has put them on the field, right? Yeah. Like if you don't have, if you don't have midfielders that can build up, he has to drop in way deeper. He was doing that. You saw at time, you know, like there was a play, I think at the, towards the latter half of the second half where, uh, I think it was off of our corner, but you see him track back, you know, across the entire field, try and shut down their counter. When, when was the mm-hmm. last time you saw Vela run that hard? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, so he is doing things, um, you know, that give you a little bit more comfort. I just don't know if he's 2019 Carlos Vela, and the question then becomes, how good is this team if Vela is not superhuman and he's just very good? I mean, it's it's a good question to ask, and I think given what the roster looked like in 2019 in terms of, like, you only had two DPs, right? Rossi and, and Vela. Um, I, think, I think it's a valid question to ask because back then it didn't matter, right? Back then he still had all his superpowers <laughs> and he was still just scoring at an unbelievable rate, right? 49 goals and assists that, that year, um, to go along with Rossi. What did, did, how many did Rossi have 18 or something like that? That that year. I mean, they they had like a combined, like 40 goals or something like that, or 50 goals between two of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, he was able to make up for a lot of the deficiencies around him. And again, you were playing a midfield of Latif Blessing and Mark Anthony Kay, um, both of whom we've we've kind of uh, taken a task for not being able to create as much. But normally, with you know, when when Carlos is doing his thing, or even when Diego is doing his, it's it's okay. Like you can you can lead the creativity up to up to those guys. But as Carlos ages, he's going to become less and less effective, and it seems like we may be up against that. Uh, you know, he starts off incredibly with with the game against Colorado and hasn't scored or assisted until last night on a penalty. Um, looked dangerous plenty of times. I guess he got the hockey assist on that goal to Chicho, right? Yeah. Um, so 
I mean, there's that, but he he's a he's a different player. He's dropping further into the midfield to support the buildup, which I, again I'm a fan of. I like I like when he's on the ball further from goal as well uh, to help progress an attack. Well, especially because he's the only one that's capable of doing anything with it, right? right. Like if Acosta, especially at right now at right back, like where's your creativity coming from in the midfield? Yeah, yeah. Right? And Ilya Ilya plays smart balls. Like, you know, like he has mm-hmm. eyes in the back of his head. He makes, you know, but he's a re- he's a player recycler rather than a creator. Yeah, yeah. He's not exactly the regista, right? He's not he's not making the play himself. He's not making the final pass from deep. He's setting things up. He's tempo setting. Uh, and I, he's he's really good at that role in a lot of ways. Uh, Maybe even an upgrade over what. Atuesta brought you in terms of just like setting pace, right? Atuesta was an incredible playmaker from deep, but didn't always do those things to connect the midfielders. Uh, and I, th- I feel like Ilya covers up a lot of the, a lot of the problems in the midfield as well. But once again, if you have, if you have blessing and Sifu behind, let's say Brian Rodriguez and Chicho and Vela, or even a Poku instead of Chicho, it's a different story. But when, those two are behind Opoku and Musovski and an aging Carlos Vela. It's it's a <laughs> it's too heavy of a lift for them. It's just yeah. it just really is. Well, and then that's the thing. So then then we start like so then the question comes up like and you're we start to wonder like what is what is how how much is Carlos Vela worth to this team? Yeah. Right? At at this point in his career. Then I start looking at the rest of that list. Right, and you start looking at the money that the players are making, and the players that are making in and around the same amount of money as he is, mm-hmm. right? And so, who is really, you know, who's actually playing their money's worth at this point, right? So you go down the list, you know, like um, you have you have Shakiri, right, is making yeah. eight point one or something like that. Is he That's playing? Insane. That is, is he, insane. Is he playing? F- like he's, you know, what times four better than Carlos Vela at this point, <laughs> or times right. two? Right? If you're right. going on the base on his uh, total salary, like, so mm-hmm. is he playing twice as good as Carlos Vela? No. no, right? He's probably not even, and he's probably not playing up to that amount, right? Then you go to, you know, then you go to Chicharito, right? The Galaxy are better than they were, but they're still sitting behind LAFC in the in the standings. They are so better he, because they've they've fix their defensive issues to a certain degree. Right. And so the, does that, you know, but are they, is, is he, pl- is, is what his production worth $6 million? No, comparatively. No, of course not. He, I mean, he's not pouring in goals. He's for sure, finishing right? off chances here and there that are kind of like, he's doing the Chicharito thing, right? Where yeah. he'll, he'll make something out of nothing really with a, mm-hmm. with a, with a weird ball that comes off deflected. Uh, but yeah, it's not. It's not like he's um, making it rain there, for sure. For, so for now Alex. let's go to Iguain at five million, five point yeah, one million. You base. know that you know the answer to that one. Yeah. Then after that is Pozuelo at four point six, mm-hmm. maybe right. He does a lot for them, and then Josie at four point two. Josie Jeff- is making four point two for the Revolution. Mm-hmm. That is an abomination of a contract. Right. That so is have- mind-boggling. Right, so then okay, now here's the more comparable, right? Joseph Martinez coming off an injury, or and is now currently hurt, right? At four point one, 
Yeah, that I mean, I would say that's a legacy. For sure, salary. same thing. These are same all with Carlos salaries, right? To a certain degree. So same yeah. thing as Carlos Vela at four But Vela's still producing more than what you're getting from from Joseph, right? And then after that, right, you, yeah. you have you know like a um, Araujo who's looking pretty good for Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, Zelarayan who's playing well, but Columbus is bad, yeah. right? And then Carlos Carlos Hill is making three point five, and he's great. But New England's not that great right now either. Yeah. Right. So again, then that that's when it's like, you know, like the Matt Doyle was like speculating, oh, is should you be paying this money to Vela? It's like, well, when you look at the other people making the same amount of money, right? Who's actually making their money's worth? Well, that's the that's the weird thing about MLS to me is when people talk about DPs, they make it seem like you have to have like it has to be a Lionel Messi sized impact or nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, 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 it's a little bizarre to me. Of course, what I should, do I want LAFC's three DPs to be, uh, you know, the, the PSG front three of Messi, Mbappe and Neymar. Sure. Absolutely. I would. Right. Well, to but be fair not, though, what, what did those three win? Nothing. Right. Nothing. Right. But so, but you know what I'm getting at, right? We're like oh, guys yeah. that are just going to be unquestionably world class. But like that's not that's not where the league is. I I wish it were. I wish it were that way. I wish that you know, Paulo Dybala on a, on a free was an actual possibility. But it's not. Like that's not the level of guys that you're getting. And I think it's sure. a great point that you're making, where it's like you're getting Shakiri, right? And you're paying him eight million dollars oh. for a guy who like couldn't really ever see the field all that much for for Liverpool yeah. right but you're paying him 8 million to be the face of your franchise here that's that's what MLS is right well yeah and and the guys that are actually worth their money right yeah. are guys like Jesus Ferreira making 1.5 mm-hmm. right Jordan Morris on a you know on a TAM deal yeah right? yeah Acosta on a TAM deal mm-hmm. you know Walker Zimmerman Ariola Right, those are the Chicho you know, like, on a tan right? deal. Yeah, well, sort of. Right, like we'll get to Chicho <laughs> later, but he hasn't he hasn't looked like what we thought he's he would be alongside Carlos Vela since yeah, they started playing yeah. together. So, you know, again, I, I I think that's where I have to I have to pause the I have to pump the brakes on the Vela is is washed um, talk because again, as much as Again, he's not playing like a superhuman. He's still earning his money at this point based on the way that he's playing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not my money either. Like yeah. to me, he's he's he is worth uh the DP spot, which is what actually takes away from like something that I can't like I I I don't pay the man's wages. I just know what I want the LAFC roster to look like. Um but I, it's it's interesting to see LAFC still struggled to, to fill that third DP slot. And it was okay in 2019 because the two DPs that you had were just outperforming anything that, that seemed reasonable. Right. And they've clearly regressed to the mean here. Um, and, or even slightly above it. Right. I mean, you're still, you know, obviously the last two games have been a rough, a rough go of things, but you know, like they're still doing fairly well right yeah well I, I just mean like Vela's not going to score 30 for 34 goals this season no. right i mean he's probably he's not, gonna he's look not gonna closer to what he was in 18 right like yeah you know 
15 to 20 goals. Right. You know, 10 to 15 assists, hopefully. But that's, but that's enough. That's yeah. enough to justify the price tag, right? Absolutely. Um, so anyway, there it's just the for as much as we've talked about and praised this roster build for being done the right way, you see LAFC struggle with a bunch of injuries, right? They have two fullbacks out, which is really devastating. You have midfielders out, which is just as bad because Acosta is having to having to spot fill it at right back also. Um, and Brian Rodriguez uh, finally comes back, but um, it's really th- that's really thinned out your forward line. So it's it's not just that like it's not that things are all of a sudden the tactics aren't going to work or whatever. It's you're playing fourth, fifth, and sixth options, right? Danny Musovsky starting on the left wing yesterday, and it does not work. And Kellen Acosta is having to play right back, so you have you have to go back to this midfield that we've talked about being uh, too haphazard with Blessing and, and Cifuentes. You're playing Vela and Chicho. Chicho eventually comes in, right, for Opoku. And like you said, we've never really seen them look all that dominant together. Um, what do you think that is, Josh, between Chicho and Vela? And let me preface by saying LAFC has been on this striker carousel for a long time where a guy will come in, especially when Vela's gone. Think back to Dio, right? Um, and then when Vela comes back, it's like it kind of falls apart. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a redundancy in style, right? It's, it's the same, yeah, a little bit of the same problem that we had when you when you're trying to fit Rossi and and Rodriguez together mm-hmm. um, alongside Vela is that. You know, and and I think actually the reason why Rossi was so successful, right, is that Rossi was willing to make that run in behind, mm. right. But all three of our forwards now want to come short. That's mm. problematic. Yeah. Right, because when you have these dynamic, right, these more dynamic forwards, right, that can do multiple things, right. You, again, um, let's go to. Um, Man City, right? And you have a Raheem Sterling, a Mares, a Gabriel Jesus, or Liverpool with Mane, you know, Mane, Salah, and Jota, right? Now, those teams, the reason why those three, those combination of those three players, even though all, all of them are perfectly capable of coming short and playing with the ball at their feet and making runs at goal, the reason why they're also very good is that they're, they also have that second dimension, Right, where they're willing to make that back post run while the other guy is operating. Um, mm-hmm. What I think you see of way too much is ball watching from the when in amongst the front three. So the midfield, right? Again, will you know? Again, if we're we're not asking them to create, we're asking them to provide a platform at this point, especially with what we had to start with. Right, um, you're hitting more long balls. You're hitting these different things, trying to find the ball at their feet and then let them go. Right, like you know, again. Not every team has a Kevin De Bruyne that's going to be able to play a you know a, an inch perfect pass you know into the channel to find the feet of a of a of Aguero, right? You you know you you generally see right what you when you you know like something closer to Liverpool right where you have three guys who will just kind of attack on their own without the rest of the team, right? It's it's, it's probably something more similar to what we're dealing with, but 
right? It's the Kobe effect. Maybe it's a matter of being in Los Angeles and 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 having the that larger than life superstar. But what ends up happening is that everyone just kind of stands around and watches when that guy operates. So whether it's Rodriguez with the ball at his feet, whether it's Vela with the ball at his feet, whether it's Chicho, there's zero movement when those guys are getting on the ball. Yeah. Um. And yeah. and I and I don't think you can have that. Right. Vela was most successful when who was moving at, at striker and not actually scoring. Christian Ramirez. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Who's playing really well for, you know, maybe he's coming back because apparently he left Aberdeen in some yeah, weird. Before the season was over, huh? Yeah. So I know. imagine uh, Houston's got to have dibs on him, though, since he left from there. But didn't they sell him, though? Yeah, but I think I think they still maintain his rights. Oh, maybe his re-entry but rights. He's coming back as a DP to LAFC. That'll make everyone so happy. <laughs> oh man, could you? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I th- I think your point about static, and I think maybe that'll help us drill down on like the specific issues here, so we're not just talking in generalities. But um, this idea of people standing around and and kind of ball watching or not making aggressive runs. Again, you and I have talked about this in detail. I put out video on it, where especially when it's Sifu and Blessing when somebody's on the ball, they're not going to get in between lines, either horizontal and or, or vertical to receive a ball to support buildup, right? Everything is just on the break. So if Vela gets the ball in the right wing, then they're going to be immediately charging for goal, which is like, it's just, you have to support Vela by providing him options centrally to pass to, so essentially creating 2v1s and 3v1s as he's going and that's where the that's where the dynamism comes in the attack but so often what i saw and what i see with these two is just oh i'm going to make a run in behind right now from the midfield right so like you said it's not de bruyne arriving later in the box it's not uh it's it's not people sitting back and providing that platform like you mentioned it's just like i'm going to run at goal right now and see what happens um so and last night, I just found myself watching, and it's like all the same stuff again. Win a ball and immediately try and hit a forward on the run, and it's going to be cut out by Austin's back line. Um, win a ball and everybody break towards goal, and we, we're going to force we're going to force our, our way into scoring into, in a transition. Like the whole point of, of playing in transition is to capitalize on something that you're seeing, right? You're seeing that we actually have more numbers forward and an opportunity to attack the goal. But you have to be smart enough to realize, oh, wait, Austin's back four is still there. So we can't go in transition. And it, it that, and I don't feel like LAFC did that last year. And I, when I was watching specifically last night, that's what I felt like. When they would go in transition, the attack wasn't actually on. And so no. we're back to just forcing balls. Well, and I think part of it, right, and and this is kind of to kind of finish that point, right? It, it it's it's extremely reactionary. Yes. In terms yes. of the movements, right? As opposed to it being a proactive third and fourth man run. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Where we're and we've seen this in the past from the same team, right? Like it's and we're going back to Christian Ramirez and even with Dio at times, where in Right now, what's happening, right? It's like they're waiting for Vela to make a move. And then when he makes that move, then they go, right? Like you're yeah. saying, right? So it's like 
it, it's not until he does something with like everyone's kind of waiting, 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 waiting. And then if he doesn't shoot, then they pass. But now you've limited his options right. to just passing, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to, right, what we used to see in the past was when Vela picks with the ball the right wing, Christian Ramirez would automatically make a diagonal run, right, across the face of the left center, their left center back in between, like basically run in between the fullback that's covering Vela and the center back. Mm-hmm. Right, because now because he's running across the face and behind that fullback, the fullback has to keep an eye, has to see him, right? And the center back has to make a decision: is he going to stay or is he going to go? Is he right. going to fall? You're forcing it. You're you're forcing a two v one, right? Right. And, and so then, now I mean, Carlos just reads the defense, like and now it's a you read give, option play. Yeah, absolutely. And now you've given Carlos Vela options. When right. Carlos Vela has options, he does magic. Yeah. Right. But the way that we're currently playing is we're limiting. He's making the decision, and then we're going after the fact, right? It's like, you know, yeah. if we're going to use that football analogy, going back to the read option, right? It's like we're going to hand the ball off every single time. And then, you know, and, and, and again, without the option to throw. Right. Right. Like there's no option. You're just running the ball. Yeah. Right. And so in, in this particular case, right, you're just, you know, like, it's if, if Vela doesn't shoot when he picks it up there, you're not giving him anything else other than to find a pass. And now at that point, the defense can just sit in the lane right, and not and not have to do much to try and, and you know, to defend. Right. You're making right. their job extremely easy because now there's just less to think about versus, like I said, in the past, the movement or not even the, the you know, for LAFC in that season and then across world football that movement is everything right like go and watch a liverpool game when 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 either sadio mané or or Salah will pick up the ball on the wing look at what luis diaz is doing mm-hmm. right he's making a, some some crazy run right you'll see the fullbacks pinch into support right you'll see diagonal runs occurring across the face you'll see one a midfielder pushing up forward all before the guy on the ball has even made a decision. Now he has 15 different things to he, that he can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole point though. Like you're, <laughs> you're just taking what the defense gives you when you, when you force them into a choice, that's mm-hmm. it. That's, that's what it means to, that's what it means to actually create, right? That's what it means to disorganize an opponent. It's not just, well, Carlos is playing, you know, ISO ball out on the wing. <laughs> And we'll see what he does. We're 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 into so many mixed metaphors right now. Yeah, but I mean, but, but it, it holds, right? Because yeah. again, it like can could you know you know especially in basketball, right? Where it, like again the the it's kind of the the inverse of soccer in in terms of like that weak link theory, where you know again your strongest your strongest link is the most important mm-hmm. is the most important mm-hmm. factor to your success. Right, so you could toss the ball to ex basketball player LeBron, Kobe, whoever, it may be, and they can dominate the game from beginning to end, and you can win based on that individual effort. Right? Yeah, that's basically what we're doing, and expecting a result. Can Carlos Vela occasionally pull something out of his hat? His, you know, pull something out of his hat and and give us something special, a curler with you know with magic for you know off the left side, you know, right right at ride a tackle into the, you know, into the, into the box and then draw a penalty. Right. 
those are all things Carlos Vela does extremely well, but you're not doing him any favors by by being static in your movement. Right. Right. And that and that's the problem is like so the he's able to ride a tackle and get nick the ball away from the goal from a diving goalkeeper and they get taken down, which leads to the penalty last night, right? That's like kind of what you're talking about, like vintage Carlos type stuff where if you get him the ball in the right situation with the with the right amount of time, he can make something happen. Um, but that those balls that come into him over the back line require the situation to be absolutely perfect, and they require a perfect ball that bounces just in front of him, behind the defenders, far enough away from the keeper. Um, you can try that play eight or nine times in a, in a match, and it might come off once like it did last night. But there's nothing repeatable, right? That's yeah. not necessarily like a, a principle of play that you're going to be able to rely on all the time. I mean, it's a difference. It's a difference between good and great teams, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and the thing about major league soccer is that maybe you just have a whole lot of good and no one truly great at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. You know, again, the what what would be a what is a great approach to scoring is the twenty two pass buildup in Seattle's game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that, that is what you need, right? It's a ton of passing, a ton of second movement, a ton of third and fourth man movements, right? That, that is rehearsed in a way for possession football. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the way that LAFC scoring off of a ton of set pieces, right. And, and Carlos Vela, you know, like dusting with a little magic over there, or even rewind to last year when you needed Brian Rodriguez to, destroy the entire left side of the LA galaxy, you know, for a wonder goal, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not going to win very many games by rel- being so reliant on that. Yeah. And, well, I and think- so I, somebody asked, somebody asked us a question a few weeks ago and they, they said, is it a good or a bad thing that goals are coming from all over the place? Um, and from like so many different players. And we answered uh, that it's a good thing that so many players are scoring. But one thing that we may have missed there, Josh, is the way that they're scoring, mm-hmm. right? So, so many from set pieces is probably not the greatest thing, right? So many set piece goals coming because, again, it's not it's not the norm to score. So, what what was it, like nine, nine out of 12 goals at one point? Something crazy mm-hmm. that were scored off of, off of like set piece chances. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's about putting it together, right? Like, yeah, how many like Colorado, right? Road set piece, set piece victories to uh, the best in the West. Yeah, yeah, right. Like RSL had zero shots on goal, and won a playoff game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because it's just the nature of the beast. And then you know, you know, but the question is to win it all, right? And to win the ones that matter, you have to be able to have a little bit of both. Yeah, right? I mean, it didn't. I mean case in point there is look at what happened to Colorado in in CCL right well I thought you were that was, was over la- as soon what as it happened to Colorado last night in SKC where there was yeah. 17,000 red cards <laughs> and yeah. people kicking each other during set pieces right right so anyway I mean if we could go on and on we have and there's probably no sense in, in continuing to beat the same drums all the time um, specific performances last night that I want to get into we kind of talked about Chicho, um, Musovsky again, not a good game at all. Blessing and Sifu completely disjointed. I, I thought Sifu could have been a midfield, a uh, uh, halftime sub as well, and then Latif gets injured because um, Sifu hadn't done much, and then got a yellow card right at the end. Um, 
the back line, I think Kellen Acosta fills in admirably at right back. But one thing that I noticed specifically about last night is with that midfield, as soon if Austin could get through the initial press and pass Blessing and Sifu, which they could do because they just parked their right back. Uh, one thing that drove me absolutely bonkers was they would park their right back, uh, Owen Wolf, who is that Josh Wolf's kid? Nephew, I would re- he's related somehow. They look exactly the same. I mean, they have a wolf there. There's a bur- probably a burhalter playing yeah. there as well. Um, but they would so as soon as soon as the left winger would step to press, Stuver would just pop a ball over to the right back, like on the. On it the, is his son. Okay, it is his son. Uh, they would just pop it out right to him, and it was like so frustrating for me to watch, like how the midfield couldn't figure out to cover that man drove me crazy or have Palacio slide up and cover him higher drove me absolutely bonkers. So that was one thing that they did. And because the midfield was so poor in covering behind the initial line of pressure, Kellen Acosta came forward several times into the midfield to try and pressure the ball like you have to do. Uh, and then Austin was off to the races, right? Uh, and that I, I know for sure that it's a, it's one of those moments where Acosta has to come into the midfield to pressure a ball that they end up hitting the post. I think maybe the first goal had something to do with Acosta having to leave as well. But that midfield, just man, they they're going to have to bring somebody in, especially if Acosta is going to be the emergency right back uh, because it's it's not enough with Acosta not playing in the midfield. Yeah, I mean, I think. They're doing their best to currently get by, but obviously it's yeah. not. Yeah. You know, like again, it I it's one of those things where I think like if this had been last year, we're we're probably, you know, um, lamb basting the the front office for a poor roster build or whatever. In this case, they did everything right to build this roster, mm-hmm. and have just kind of gotten bit by the injury bug here. Yeah. And so yeah. you know, the obviously you hope that. You know they they probably do need to bring in a little bit more help in depth at right back, right? Just because yep. of what you know, like you said, like what's what's currently happening now. You can't. I mean, even though you're comfortable with that, ro- we were comfortable with that rotation of the three in Palacios, Hollingshead, and and Escobar, kind of doing mm-hmm. their thing there, mm-hmm. right? Like, but they and you know, it's like even though we prefer the pairing of Escobar and 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 Palacios. Right, that's probably your. If you're going to say, "Hey, we're going to," who's my best eleven? Those two are your prop. The guys that you want to go to. Um, yeah. Even but, though Palacios took a step backward last night, so you and I kind of went at have you know went after him early in the season. Then he turned it on. It was just unplayable, and then you didn't get the same thing from him. For sure, so, I blame him. But, but he's young, right? That's what that's what happens. That's what happens with young players. Is they're up well, and, and again, but but again, I'm, I'm not sure the midfield is doing much to help him. Yeah, so, right? I mean, that's totally I, fair. Like, yeah, when you put it all together, like who is he connecting with? Like, right. like look along that left hand side, right? It's what Sifu and and I mean, and yesterday Musovsky. it was Sifu and Musovsky. Yeah, so, like, I mean, that's, what, that's a who, brutal. Yeah. What are you combining with at that point? Yeah. Right, and who's going to get on the end of a cross when you have a poku at, at striker? Mm-hmm. Right, like you know, like that's why it's hard for me to be to be too hard on at, at this point. Um, just because, like I said, I think they're they're making do with what they have at you know with what yeah, they're left yeah, with at this yeah. point as everyone as they fight to get healthy. Which again, if there was a time to do it, right, 
you just got to get through these next few games and then yeah. get to the June. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to get the June, get healthy. And then, and then it said, if, if, if you come up, come out with about a 500 record over the next few games, you got to go, you got to go all out to, to end, end the month of June and heading into July. Yeah. Right. Like you got to lay the foundation, bring in that third DP and then really pull a Seattle Sounders march to the finish line. Right. That's, and then that, that's the thing. Like we've seen enough from LAFC to know that they can do it this year. First losing streak of the season um, happens during a rash of injuries. It's a tough time because there's so many games coming and you're like, man, they could, they could easily lose several games in a row here. Right. Uh, and then, and then you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole, but they started so well that like they're, they'll be okay. Um, as long as they can kind of tread water until some of these injuries come back. Last thing I want to talk about from last night is Sebastian Ibiaga is just, he's a disaster to partner with, man. Like Mario on the, again, the one that hits the post in the first half, Mario's trying to hold the line by himself. Um, I, I don't know what happened on that back line. He's trying to come back and, and uh, keep a player offside and doesn't make it in time. And then in the second half on the second goal, Mamadou Fall is all, I mean, all alone. Granted, Austin's a good counterattacking team. We can't discount what Austin did last night to, to actually come in and win the game because they did. But Mamadou Fall is so exposed. And I can't help but think, having seen the, the, the almost goal that comes off of the post, that Ibeaga is just a difficult guy to partner with. I don't. I don't think his positioning is predictable. I don't think he's very great. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's great defensively. Is what I meant. Uh, I think he's incredibly one-footed, and it makes him predictable and hard to play with in possession. So, um, again, injuries are just uh, really giving LAFC a tough time. Uh, hopefully, Segura comes back soon, and we don't have to be trotting out Ibeaga anymore. Um, Daniel Henry is, I, I assume, still injured as well. I didn't realize he was making over 400 grand a year, by the way. Yeah. I mean, again, you're, you're basically, you have to pay them the, the veteran, the veteran cost. Right? Oh, right, right. Yeah. And so, again, I think some of that is just the stage of the career and, mm-hmm. you know, what the, mm-hmm. what the, what you're going to have to pay based on the, the players' association, the collective bargaining agreements, yeah, and those yeah. kind of things. So, again, I mean, you know, again, maybe that's why you see the, you know, the the steam pickup for Chiellini. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah, like you know, if you need a guy that's able to come in and write the ship every now and then, that's probably the guy, right? If mm-hmm. and and again, and the hope is that Sakura is going to be back to it. And if you're back, four choices are going to be Mario, Fall, Sakura, and Chiellini. Yeah. yeah, I'm not mad about it. And maybe, maybe even once Chiellini's here, you can play Mario or or Segura at right back, and now you have cover there as well. Um, yeah, I know it's something we talked about in the past, but we haven't been able to see it yet because Segura has been out for so long. Mm-hmm. And so. both, and again, both of them have done it. And again, maybe you and you probably you know are a little bit more and with with. Um, Trenillo's coach, right? You would expect yeah. it to be a more pragmatic approach with one of those guys there, I suppose. I think when Bob played, 
Segura, he's still bombing up the field, you know, like he's like, you know, like he's, um, you know, like the greatest attacking fullback in the history of the world. So, yeah. So all in all, um, a poor performance from LAFC, a, a dominant performance from, from Austin, I would say, uh, was it like one shot on goal for like the majority of the game? Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess that's fair. For me, it's more the way that they pressed and the way that they like kept LAFC from really being comfortable in any sort of build-up situation. Um, so, not like, necessarily dominant in like just ripping off shots, can like yeah, consistently. I mean, really like putting them Austin came with a with with a plan to 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 stifle the way that LAFC wanted to yeah, play. Yeah, that that mission was accomplished. You know, mm-hmm. to be you know to be fair. Yeah, but. In in I feel like the thing about when you play against LAFC, you have to you basically sacrifice your identity to stop them, right? That's what it takes, right? Like this team is still good enough that it requires you to 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 put maximum effort into stopping them. Yeah, yeah. In in sacrifice of whatever offensive approach you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Because Carlos Vela still carries that much that much weight when the ball touches his feet on that right hand side. Yeah. Right. Like those, everyone is still a dangerous threat. The counter press is still, will still cause problems to people, even if it can't create in the traditional sense. Right. And so again, like, is this, is this a cup winning team? I don't know, but I've seen worse teams win the cup. So yeah. Worse cups (laughs) than this win the cup almost every year. Right. So it's, you know, ultimately it's a mat, you know, that's why I said it's like, you know, yeah, it stinks to lose two games in a row. Right. Especially mm-hmm. when, when I, you think, you know, when there's, there are winnable opportunities there, the injury bug has been a problem. Right. And the, con- and the Fisher congestion is a problem. And so again, it's, it, I also have to be sure not to overreact to, you know, in the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, because because we have a show and we talk for an hour about this stuff, uh, it it can easily skew into overreaction or at least seem like overreaction. Um, this is just us trying to point to like what is keeping them from performing in these games. Uh, one last thing, Josh: penalty or no penalty on Diego Palacios? Definite penalty. He kicks him in the back of the leg. Yeah. Uh, Especially one, if you're not, if you're gonna give that one, you know, like the Pancho one, right? So if you're gonna say the ball's away, I get the ball's away from, so that's why it's if away from Palacios, and that's why it's not a penalty. Yeah, right? I, it's 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 tough. The Pancho one is pretty clear to me, just because he comes, he he actually does clear out Lewis. Like that's the kind of charge that, like, even if the ball's away. Or like, even if he's not necessarily involved with the play all that much, like if you come in and clear out a guy like that, you're going to get whistled for it, right? Um, last night, I ultimately do think it should be a penalty, hmm? but I can see the gray area there because as as he's coming in for the for the little uh, Maradona. He misses with his foot right before there's contact. So it's like you're saying the ref could interpret that as the ball being away. It's kind of ridiculous because the ball is still under his foot. And then Palacios does make a bit of a meal of it by spinning forward and and then rolling a couple times afterward. 
uh, it should be in my mind, a penalty. Um, but I can see why there's wiggle room if you haven't called it on the field that way. Uh, yeah, but what I don't like is the VAR also taking 37 minutes in that same sense. And like, if you yeah, didn't, if yeah. they didn't think it was to begin with, right? Like, it shouldn't take that long to now confirm it. Like, yeah. Took- well, and and Max Max said as much on the broadcast. He's like the the percentage of times that you go to the board and it comes back without a without a penalty is really minuscule because again, VAR is seeing something. They're saying, hey go take a look at this because it looks like a penalty, right? They're not going to stop the game if it seems like it's a, it's a nonsensical thing. Um, so yeah, I think had Carlos just put that chance away earlier and not had to take the penalty, like if he had got around Stuver and shot and made the goal on his own without the penalty, I think it probably is whistled, but uh tragically this is a human endeavor officiating this sport and i don't think that ref has the stones to make that call unfortunately like it's just well as well i'm surprised though because usually at like i said like in the galaxy game right you don't want to you're you don't want to give it or you want to you want to usually leaning towards the home the home crowd in that moment right that that's part of why i was like a little bit surprised it's like at that point if they're going to call you over and in Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's for the home team. Usually, you're going to see that thing slide in favor of the home team. And to be fair, most away teams are going to expect it, right? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of home cooking. Yeah, right. Uh, and again, it it would have been justified. No, but nobody would have batted an eye if if that had been given, especially like at least outside of Austin, right? <laughs> they would have quibbled, of course, because that's what fans do. Um, but nobody would have had an issue with that, with that penalty being called. Um, anyway, the, the issues are bigger than the refs, but I think it is important to acknowledge like that could have easily been a penalty, probably should have been a penalty. Um, and we're likely talking about a draw instead, but here we are. All right. Questions. Yeah. I know there's a ton. There's, there's quite a few, uh, it happens a lot after losses. Justin 33W question. Why are you bringing in Chiellini on a TAM deal when our midfield is so bad? How many games on the, on the trot has our mid been completely bypassed and ineffective uh, at creating good chances? Spend that cash on a starting quality mid, not depth pieces at the back. Am I crazy? I have some thoughts, but you go first. Well, again, I don't, I don't think signing Chiellini um, keeps you from signing a, a, D, a DP midfielder. Right, like yeah, that that's that's my main answer is sign him on a TAM deal because the DP spots for a midfielder, I agree. Yeah, um, you know, and so, um, and again, like I think the one thing you always have to remember is like as much as we want LAFC to impose their will, it's not like the other team, teams not trying to win as well. <laughs> and so, we're like, yeah, they're bypassing right. our midfield, of course, because our midfield will press you to death if you try to play through it. That's exactly but, what you should do against. That midfield yeah. is play right through it, right over it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so I, am I do, would I like it if they only signed Chiellini this summer and did nothing else? No, I would not. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we've made that pretty clear. Um, but my assumption is that the midfield is going to, is going to take a significant upgrade in the mid, uh, in the summer. 
All right. At Yo-Yo Tori 66. Austin had one corner from a poor LAFC pass that resulted in a goal. LAFC had 14 corner kicks and they didn't do blank. LAFC's best defense has always been their offense. If JT has 1 million in TAM, Delore, oh man, Delore Chiellini, shouldn't they go for someone younger who isn't a South American project? Um, Josh, how do you feel about that? Should they go for somebody else instead? Spend that money elsewhere. At the back or in general? Um... The way he the way he refers to it as a South American project makes me feel like it's in the midfield. Yeah, which again, that that that's kind of the same thing. Like like the my thing is like again, if they if they were signing Chiellini to a DP deal or something like that, you're like, okay, that's stupid, right? Yeah, but it's 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 MLS funny money, and who knows how much of it LAFC has? Yeah, <coughs> right, 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 or what or what you're gonna get by trading. You know, Daniel Henry and Danny Musaski, right? Because right. they actually have value around the league because they give you relative production for their contract value. Mm-hmm. Like the most, you know, you're like the, the weird thing is, it's like your most expensive players are not actually your most valuable players. Yeah. Right. As it pertains to. Go ahead. Right. You're like your most valuable players in an MLS team, right? Are honestly um, fall. Yeah. Right. Guys, you pay a hundred grand that will eventually balloon to a certain, you know, that will, or a, or a Mark Anthony K, right. Who was making a hundred K, you know, 150 K in the first year. Right. We just pick up in the, in the expansion draft. Right. They, 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 their contract moves to about 250, 300 K because they're going to be a a knock on starter in this league for the rest of their career. Mm -hmm. You trade them for a ton of funny money that you can flip into a, you know, into a U 22 initiated player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So again, I, I, I think there's the track record from what we've seen from JT over this past summer again, and this is coming from a, a guy in myself who's been extremely critical of the front office over the last couple of years, right? And we have spent no, we've spent more than enough time, you know, going after them for the imbalance of 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 the roster build mm-hmm. but honestly again like i said if you're going to tell me you're going to you're going to say you know again start with mario um fall segura and chiellini and maybe you keep one of henry and ibiaga are, are we yeah. mad about it yeah i certainly am not i mm-hmm. like i said i think you're you're in a good spot there to have that 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 there, right, and, and maybe yeah. the reason why they play Ibiaga right now more, more is because there's probably some value there. You yeah. probably get fifty to seventy five thousand dollars in funny money for him. Could be, could be. That it is interesting because I don't know that a summer transfer window has passed in the past five years without LAFC moving somebody on. So yeah. that's a, that's another part. It's another side of this coin you have to consider. Um, regarding South American projects. Uh, I texted Josh today to say if they're not going to sign Barkley, they could sign Alan Senora from Independiente in Argentina. Uh, Argentine-American stri- uh, attacking midfielder oftentimes plays as an eight instead. Um, 
would be an interesting one. He's 23. Um, I don't know if that, I, I think you'd probably have to get him at a DP level right now. Um, but an interesting thought. I but mean, if anyway. my, like, I wish you could just flip him for Sifu straight up and then call it a day. <laughs> oh, man. I, or, or, could... or he's the guy that replaces Acosta next year. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, like if Acosta is going to get his, the move, he, you know, like I would love Acosta to finish his career in LA. Right? Because I think he, he, he checks all the right boxes for, for yeah, the club. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, like he, he, he fits the culture, he fits the, the, the style of play, mm-hmm. everything. Right. So he, to me, he was the perfect addition to LAFC. Right. He's a guy that I've long wanted to see here. Um, but if he has ambitions, right, and you allow him to move, like that, if you can get Alan Sonora to come in at, you know, what are they paying Acosta? I think like 1.5 on a TAM deal. I think that's what they got or what they paid for him. No, but that's, I think that's what he's actually, I think they really in that thing today. 1.5 in wages? Wow. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, so then, you know, his, his, he's the maximum, we call it yeah. budget charge, but then they mm-hmm. use TAM to pay down that, okay. the rest of his yeah, deal. Yeah. So yeah. he's making one, oh no, sorry, 1.1, right? So I, I believe that 1.1 is like the threshold for, for TAM to DP. Okay. Somewhere in there, right? So if you can get, get a guy like that, Right. If once you move a cost on, he'd be another guy, right? That would be great and would probably be, you know, you know, that he, if he makes that move, probably becomes, you know, a regular in the midfield for the national team <laughs> because that's yeah. what Berhalter does. And that's what you have to do. Yep. You know, so yeah. I mean, like I said, I, w- I wouldn't make it, but I think it, it would, I don't, I, from a DP level, right? I still want to see, again, someone in that, in that Ross Barkley mode, right? To be fair, yeah. although Everton didn't get relegated, so I guess we can't get Ross Barkley now, according to my deal with you. Yeah, so it's going to be so. Alex Oxley Chamberlain instead. Good luck with that. All right, at Tetlow, very disorganized for the second goal tonight. Midfield is misfiring. Felt like we quote unquote controlled the game without being very dangerous. Nice to have B Rod back. Looked rusty, but tried to do something every time he had the ball. Not going to overreact. I, th- I think this is good. I, I think, yeah, you had you had plenty of possession. Again, I think they struggled more than they should have against this press. Um, it was good to see B-Rod back. It did feel like he added a much needed spark and some and some ability on the ball to draw pressure away from Vela, um, but ultimately didn't end up being enough. Uh, and he's clearly on the right track with the misfield misfire or with the midfield misfiring there. All right. At LA Banda Popular concerning trend going down early, nearly every week, tough game for max on the positive side. We control the game fairly well in just about every stat other than goalkeeping and finishing despite all of the injuries and tight schedule still have high hopes for the season. Josh, what you got on that one? Yeah. I mean, I think we're not necessarily putting max in a great situation. Well, in most often in the beginning of the game, yeah, right? like you know, they're pushing, they're trying to dominate the game, right? And again, I think part of it is, like you were saying, right? In instead of having a little bit more structure to to the 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 runs that they make, it tends to be you know still somewhat of this like you know all out charge towards towards goal, 
right? Where you're, yep. where you're pushing both midfielders into the, into the half space and, and doing these different things um, when I don't think you necessarily need to. And so again, like even, even the second goal, right? Like you're, you're pushing numbers forward, you get caught on the counter, like those things happen. Um, but obviously I think the, what you need to make sure is like I said, is I think if you fix, if you fix the movement and the creativity issue, you that that issue of giving up early goals goes completely away right because they're you know when they want to be they can be so good on the ball but again because you're 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 you know playing with your fourth and fifth choices at those at a couple different positions right you're you're not going to get perfect football you know it's just impossible based on the way that the league works yep all right at just one maybe says need third DP in the midfield. I think the consensus is growing on that one, Josh. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, again, they, the, this was a perfect example because again, they could only LAFC could only play one way, right? And that was to play. That's it. Yes. That long ball over the top, right? And again, it, it's extremely vertical, but it's narrow, and the windows have in, it has to be picture perfect. Punt in the double pivot actually shielded a little bit better. And like I said, I think that is the thing I appreciated about about Trenolo, right? Is that Again, we would have. I feel like Bob would have just tried to continue to beat, you know, beat the dead horse, right? In terms of yeah. how they were playing, without addressing some of the, the the flaws that don't that aren't making it work. Whereas you see, Trenilla go to a four two three one and kind of put, you know, or like a staggered four three three, right? Where you have Poncho playing deeper next to Ilya because yeah. they were kind of playing around Ilya, right? So you have a little bit more defensive stability. Um, and see if who plays higher up the pitch, which again changes still the, the shape. Still, the problem I have with that, like I do, I do appreciate the fact that there were, that he's willing to stagger that midfield a bit. But man, Sifu as the ten in that system, where it's not like he, you, he's, you don't have him out there to create goals off the counter press. Really, like in that in that sense, you need him to be more of a classic number ten, and that's just. Do you though? Because I mean, game. I mean, you have because you had Poncho and Ilya dropping some nice balls from deep, right? I mean, the goal that Vela scores is a is a nice ball over the top from um, from Poncho. Yeah, I mean, I it I that's fine, but I think if you want to rely on that, that you got to have somebody else there. Is, is what the I'm head. getting at? Yeah, got it. You know, because yeah. I mean, it seems like you like is it Latif? Then would have been the better option there. Right, because to, me, if you're getting- I, to me, I mean, maybe maybe it's just so much time has gone by, but to me, I, I Latif should be the backup right back. <laughs> like, I don't remember him being all that bad at right back when we saw him there, even just last year, right? No, it's uh, just that he doesn't, I mean, he tries to dribble too much out of it, right? Like, yeah, that's, I mean, he that's tries always- to dribble too much all over the place. He tries to dribble too much in the penalty area. And yeah, but when he's further up the field, time. it doesn't kill you the way that it did against, I, I, you know? I mean, I got it. I, it, I, I I'm there with you. Like I wish, I wish you would release passes more. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this midfield except complain about it more. Well, so. yeah, I mean, because you the thing. I think, I think if you go into a four-two-three-one and then you're launching, you're playing that 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 vertical ball, right? You have to have someone to counter press if the ball isn't there. You know, so if you're not going to get the ball to Vela, that that ten is more of an is the true anti-ten at that point. Right, so it's just there to now try and nick it back, and then restart. Restart it. It's a one-man press, 
out of a four two three one. Yeah, but it's I mean, it's just I I don't know. I just I, I guess I guess I'm just cooling on Sifu more and more over time. It oh, is for sure, really what it is. Well, especially because you know, again, the hopes were that he was going to be that complete midfielder, right? That would step in yeah. and be that yeah. guy, right? Whereas it's clear that he's not that. Acosta is the one that's the closer thing to that, mm-hmm. right? But again, now you now that you have that there, a guy, now that you have a true box-to-box and a guy that in Acosta that can drop in next, they can do both, right? Like the problem with Pancho is that he can't get forward because he's not athletic enough, even in the press. And he's, he's not better, even defensive enough. Right, so he's like, better. Yeah. He's better next to someone a double pivot where they can just kind of cut out the passing lanes and only mm-hmm. worry about half the field. Right, that yeah, that is yeah. better suited to his game. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at from a you know from a defensive perspective, I mean, now in the total the totality of things, if you put Acosta there, right, who can do who can both shuttle and sit deep if you need him to, right, it allows you to bring in a guy, you know, in that, you know, like. A bit, you know, the mold of like an Albert Rusnak, right? Right. That's mm. that's a like an attacking eight in the yeah. truest sense of the yeah. word that can sew it all together. Mm. And it's kind of what you want because you ha- you're going to have more stability from from Acosta and Ilya deep, anyways. Yeah. All right. Next one from at Gray Blyer. I think this is a harsh take referring to the prompt that the team looked disjointed and unable to create. We had plenty of chances and well-delivered corners. Their keeper made some fine stops. The problem was giving up the first goal on a garbage clearance from Palacios. A point was probably deserved tonight, but luck didn't fall our way. Um, I mean, I guess, I did we create some good chances? Yeah, I mean, we found Musovsky behind the line, and he's unable to do anything with it. Uh, Blessing was, was in on goal, unable to do anything with it. Opoku probably had the most clear-cut chance that I thought was missed. And he decides to try and take it near post uh, after already beating his man. He drags it back across the man and tries to shoot near post and and it's saved. Um, all that being said, I think the non-penalty XG was only 1.1, I think. I yeah. think I saw that it was 1.8 for the game and a penalty is 0.7, 0.75. I can't yeah. remember exactly what it I is. I mean, they're... they're- Again, are they still better than the majority of the league? Sure, but yeah, but not... we're talking about we're talking about just last night against Austin, yeah. right? Well, so he says we had plenty of chances and well delivered corners. Stuver did. Stuver stood on his head a couple of times. Yeah, yesterday. no, he made he made great saves, but, but most of the chances were created off the counter press, not from a legitimate buildup, right? I will say that because a couple, you know, it's it was Latif and 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 Sifu kind of getting stuck in and and finding opportunities that you know that to spring yeah. the forwards yeah. and again the four you know forwards need to bury those yep all right here's a good one from uh yo yo tori 66 again lafc needs to get rid of some fat this summer josh just no explanation give me your hottest take on this person has to go i mean is it really hot we've probably been saying about his ponchos getting paid way too much yeah for what he brings yeah, Poncho's the guy for me. Right. I mean you got you gotta you gotta get rid of him. And- true hot take, right? Is probably like Sifu. Sifu. Oof. I would I would I wouldn't be mad if they upgraded on Sifu. Yeah. Shop him aggressively. No. 
like and then and then you know like i said i think i think he gives you enough i don't think he's a world beater right i i don't i don't put him in the mold of i mean i don't put him in the category of the jordan morrises where you're getting dp return on a mid-level investment right or or an atuesta or you know right right like you know i I think i I think atuesta is a good a good comparison right where you sign a you sign a young guy from South America, a bit of an unknown, early promise, and then plateau, right? Whereas Atuesta just kept elevating his game more and more and more and more. Yeah, but, unless it was trying to stop someone Seattle encounter. Yeah, that was terrible. Man, I I really just wish C- Sifu would score some of these goals. Like <laughs> he shoots so often. Like man, you just I think he's got two or three goals this season. But man, if if he if he could just convert even twenty percent, fifteen percent more of his chances, I think I think a lot. I think everybody would be okay with him. But yeah. All right, next one from Elisoka Elisoka Trucho. The first half is what's killing us. We can finish a game attacking all we want, but at the end of the day, if the ball doesn't want to go in, it's not going to go in. And if we messed up the first half, then it's over. All three losses came like that and tie if we want to add that. Yeah, I mean, going down early is is a problem for LAFC. Um, and once Trundle starts making changes, it's it typically bodes well. And I mean, it did last night again. You could have easily walked away with a tie last night after, after the changes were made. But uh, it's just it's they had they have a they have some trouble getting the offense going it seems yeah i mean if 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 Toronto gets an a plus for his second half adjustments right or his his latter game adjustments mm-hmm. right his his game plan to start the game is like a c plus at best yeah yeah all right um at from cheap seat do center backs really need to be rotated? This is a good question. Especially when you have a makeshift right back with Acosta. Fall is 19 years old. Two games a week should be nothing for him. I do think this is an important point. If if Acosta is spelling you a right back, or do you really need to be rotating Mamadou Fall out, who's just 19 years old? Like, Do you really need to add more risk to that back line than you already have? Uh, my, for me, again, the answer is no, I I don't know. And you have all those corners and I tweeted it out last night too. Uh, Like the commentators kept saying like, man, why can't they get any of these corners to fall? They're so good on corners. And it's like literally Mamadou falls standing next to Carlos before he takes this thing and falls in a training bib, (laughs) like just getting warmed up. It's like, that's, that's your threat right there. And he's not on the field. Yeah. I mean, again, it's. To become overly reliant, that is my is the biggest thing. I think it's like if if we're we're praying that you know we can continue down this road of of using set pieces to to get dubs, that's going to be a problem. In it, it's a different problem in itself. But I think also you know it's when I think about like periodization and and, and what it takes to build up the demand. Like again, we don't know what. Paul's been playing probably more soccer than he has in his entire life over the last two years. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's 
you know, sometimes again, and it may not be necessarily a physical break, but sometimes it's a mental break that some of them need mm-hmm. to just be able to perform at the at the highest levels. So, you know, again, I, I think I'm going to be a little more leaning there because I think they were still capable of of pulling this one out if you know if they actually did, you know, like stuck to stuck to the game plan and their principles as opposed to kind of playing in a you know again in not the greatest way. Yeah. All right, here's another here's a here's a tweet that is really quite incredible and underscores what we've been talking about for so long now. Uh, at Steely Zidane says the five games LAFC uh, lost points so far this season, 34 crosses against Austin loss, 21 crosses against Colorado loss, 30 crosses against Philadelphia draw 34 crosses against galaxy loss, 42 crosses, (laughs) 42 crosses uh, against Portland. And that was a draw. This is never about the refs. We somehow now rank second in MLS in crosses per game. Need I remind you that we started Opoku, who I think is like five five, <laughs> at as the as the nine. Um, this is it's interesting to see so many crosses, uh, and it's also it also makes all the sense in the world when you have a midfield of Sifu and Blessing, and all the attack is going to have to come from wide. Yeah. Um, I mean, I so, think it's a matter of personnel more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Also, your head coach is a former fullback, so he's going to lean on what he knows. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got. I, we got to get through these, man. Uh, this is my fault for talking too long about all this. Uh, at LAFC Dad, if I'm being positive, they had several clean chances. They should have buried. They didn't, but as bad as they looked at times, they still could have easily had a point. Yay. Yeah. I, again, they were a very marginal non-penalty call away from most likely tying. I mean, um, like, I think the the proper reaction is to be disappointed, but still sane. Yeah, yeah. Next one is from Paul T. Greco. Uh, teams are getting the playbook on our defense. Fast diagonal runs into the space behind our high defenders are on all day long against us. I'm encouraged, but we need to win trophies in single elimination games. Uh. Yeah, I mean, this has always kind of been the thing. Anytime, anytime you advance your fullbacks and you don't get a whole lot of cover from your midfield, uh, those ball there's going to be tons of space down the wings. Um, so hopefully, and hopefully they can win next week against Galaxy in a single elimination game. We'll see. I think part of it is like is the midfielders you have, right? Like you see, Ilya automatically understands when he's flattened out, when he's pulling to the side, when he's progressing. Sifu and Blessing in terms of their positioning, especially in those particular circumstances, have not been great, right? So I think you lose a lot there. Yeah. All right, Tom Camilleri at at Bronkfan07. Going to keep falling behind, going to have to keep playing from behind, eventually going to keep staying behind. I don't want to sound the 2021 alarm bell, but that's two games in a row where you can't even make a case for LAFC deserving a result. Um, I mean, that. It, it's been 180 minutes of uh, not great soccer. Um, yeah. I will say that. Like, not wrong, but also we need to factor in the fact that half the team is hurt at the moment. So, yeah. again, it's getting and through I, a rough... Get through the rough period, back, get healthy. It goes back to, they did have a couple chances that just, they blew. Like, But, again, it's it's 
who are those chances to? Latif Blessing, who's never been great in front of goal. Danny Rusovsky, who's, again, third option striker, should be your third option striker. And Apoku, who's a young player who's electric and has scored some absolute bangers for us, but he's still young, still going to make mistakes. Um, at Joe3252, trying to be positive, guys, but the fact that Austin was trolling us over tacos for breakfast, <coughs> we became the meal that led them to first in the table. Now we head east to go up against MLS champions of 2020. Then we travel back to LA and Carson uh, to face Carson with two L's in a row. We also, uh, I can't quite make sense of how these two go together. Our health and conditioning coach needs to be under question on the lack of fitness and preventing injuries. If we fail in the U.S. Open Cup, we can't fail in the League's Cup which is a slight taste of what we'll face in CONCACAC. So a lot there. And uh, it, it does it does suck to be the one that goes, that loses to Austin, uh, as that's like the first real big test for us because they were in first place. Um, again, it's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough couple weeks. Uh, all the way to, to Columbus, then back to play Galaxy in the Open Cup. Then I think we decided, what was it? Seattle, Red Bull. Yeah, uh, and then, Dallas, mm-hmm. and then I think you go back to Galaxy at some point again. Yeah, I think it's Vancouver, Dallas, Galaxy yeah. again. So it's it's. I mean, it's a long haul. A bit of an overreaction. Don't think you can put that on the training staff. Like injuries happen. It's yeah, it's, it's and these are different it. injuries too. Like yeah. it's like if Hollingshead has like a, some kind of ankle injury, right? And yeah, and like blessing. Blessing and Hollings heads injuries are are contact injuries, right? Like, you know, Escobar's been dealing with a knock for a bit here. You know, even even Rodriguez's hammy was like trying to avoid, you know, trying to avoid contact and coming down awkwardly. You Mm -hmm. know, like that's not that's not training staff, like you know whatever you know training staff issue. That's that's definitely more, you know. Again, those are that's part of the game. So. A little bit of a hot take. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Sir Bensington says, 2021 deja vu. Again, this is uh, something that I mentioned earlier, but when you look at that midfield, like that, <laughs> who was in midfield last year? You were rotating Sifu, Blessing, and Mac, who are all very, very similar profiles. Um, and to me, like that's that's where it begins and ends uh, with, with those comparisons is if that's what the midfield looks like, it's going to look like 2021 again. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I still think though that the difference is that this team has feels more flexible than the 2021 team did. Like, is it under Bob? Yeah. I again, think- yeah. When you have it, like, all you need is one more fullback healthy and Acosta's back in that midfield. And we mm-hmm. don't, and we don't have those kind of problems, but even so. the style, the style in which they play when, when we, when those guys are in, like, Again, Bob Bob sending them into the channel and having them do stuff that they're not capable of. Whereas, yeah, you know, like I said, you see them intentionally go to more of a counter, you know, an attempt to create off the counter press. Yeah. So again, I, I again, I I do think the um, trying to those adjustments, you know, make it so that you're not you know, we're not in the same boat as we were before. Yeah, has vibes, but definitely not. I think we're in a different spot. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, at from Cheap Seat again. 
have watched enough MLS games outside of LAFC to understand that this is a league where goals are made off of defensive mistakes. Any upside Janela brings with his passing ability is canceled out by his tendency to make critical mistakes in his own half. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is fair. It, it's It's been three years now with Janela, right? Mm-hmm. Are we in year three? I guess he came halfway through 2020, right after the World yeah. Cup. Uh, and And he has not popped the way that he should have uh based on how much he's being paid and i mean gives away the second penalty on on saturday against uh against colorado so uh, it's just yeah it's it's not good enough and i mean josh and i already said he can he can he can go this summer um next one at golden brown mundo i believe all eyes are on carson at this point must win so Josh, are you looking past Columbus and just saying, hey, we'll travel out there, we'll play whoever we have to, and but it's really about the Open Cup game? So I think Raido coming back helps quite a bit, right? So I mm-hmm. think you have you have an ability, you have a little bit more depth to be able to flex people around, and it seems like some of the guys that have been out a little bit longer are starting to get a little bit more healthy, and the hope is that Escobar is going to be available f- for at least a certain portion of this yeah. game. Yeah. So again, if, if you're going to tell me that, you know, especially with Latif out, right, that you're going to start with Acosta right back and then um, Poncho, Ilie, and Sifu, right? That's that's your midfield three based on just availability. Yeah. Right? But at the 60th minute, you're going to be able to bring, you know, you're going to be able to kind of shift gears and, and, and move, put Escobar in for the last 30 and push Acosta up then I'm okay with it. I think yep. you have a little bit more luxury than I think we've had in the past where you're trying to call up Danny Christostomo in the yeah. same moment. Right. Right. I guess I guess they could. I, I don't know who they would pull from the lights, but it doesn't... I don't know who, who would make all that much sense. Um, next one, at Jeff Talk. At some point, the physio staff has to be on the hook for everyone being injured constantly, Right. Uh, again, if it were if it were a lot of the same injuries over and over and over, I'd be I'd be more critical. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, we I mean, I have a background in physical therapy. You have a background in kinesiology. Like these are not these are this is not attributable to to training methods. Yeah, I, I at least not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a lot of injuries, and that's that's unfortunate. But the mechanisms of injury are are different the types of injuries soft tissue versus structural versus you know it's they're they're too different right now for me to draw any conclusions on it but i promise that when that time comes i will (laughs) everybody knows we don't have a problem like harping on people here um uh at socal footy opoku chicho vela don't play well together uh, Vela with too many sloppy touches. Opoku glory chaser needs to know when to quickly pass. Kills me every time the ball moves like molasses from right back to center back to center back to left back and back. So much time for opponent to shift left and right and back. Tell us how you really feel, SoCal yeah. footy. Um, this point about moving the ball just along the back line slowly. Again, I want to point out that that's a midfield problem because the midfield isn't open between the lines for those passes to come in. So they're going to keep probing along that back line until space opens up to play the right pass. And if midfielders aren't getting back to get the ball at the right angle, 
then that's what you're going to see all the time. So sign Ross Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot, a lot of these ills are cured by just bringing in that DP midfielder. Let's yeah. Be real. Yeah, absolutely. Josh, we have done an hour and 23 minutes. Ooh. It is 1131 PM. So we're going to sign off for the night. You can follow the show at counterpress underscore. Follow me at Kurt Kinsey, Josh, LASC Josh on Twitter. We will, we will talk to you all after the Columbus game. Good night.